This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Melro 210, a We Hate Movies sideshow podcast that is existing in the quarantine, wherein we talk about Melrose Place and Beverly Hills 90210. It's the end of the week. That's right. Open your beers because we are fucking putting our sunscreen on. Remain indoors. And we're talking about Melrose fucking place. And it is an episode called Leap of Faith. I'm with my good friends, my only friends these days, uh, Eric Ziska. Hello. Uh, Chris Cabin. Hi there. And Andrew Jupin. Yo! That's right. And uh, we're talking about Leap of Faith, the first episode, season one, episode five. Uh, original air date, August the 5th, 1992. Oh, yeah. This is a real fucking ABC after school special episode. It is. I saw one, man. It's a very special episode here on Melrose Place when our 20 year old, <laughs> when our 25 year old uh, actors learn what abortion is. Well, you know, it's an XYZ episode because, <laughs> you know, someone had to take off their, uh, their zipper in order to have sex. And this is a sexy show. You know what, Michael and Jane, you play fucking fast and loose. You better fucking, you better understand what the consequences yeah. are. You're a doctor for Christ's sake, Michael. Yeah, but he's also an Italian from Brooklyn. Dude. That's the thing. Or Chicago, dude. Down Chicago way we learned in this episode. Well, that was confusing, sell- though. Hang on. That was confusing because I could have sworn in some sort of like thing I read. It was like Michael Mancini, blah, 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 Brooklyn. And then he says this thing about Chicago. And I was like, wait, what? No, he, he had the nickname is the Brooklyn Strangler. That's <laughs> Oh, fair enough. <laughs> they they might have retconned this after the fact, but at least in this episode, he's from Chicago, down Chicago way. What were you going to say, Chris Cabin? Do they sell uh, diaphragms in L.A.? Is that a <laughs> thing, or do they illegalize it? Is that just, you know? I would think pills, too, would be helpful, Jane, at some point. Maybe you they know? fucked so hard that it just, like, knocked all that shit off the table. Like, Got like it. Like, the yeah. pills, like, came back out through her skin or something. Because the, the, the fucking are, was so vigorous. <laughs> I think they... Are a straight up rubbers couple though, because I, Jane has yes. some like because like Allison is like oh my god you know I can't believe it what happened she's like oh well you know I, I think we just got a little carried away one night so either like I said Italian Catholic he's a fan of pulling out <laughs> or this dude's just fucking riding the rubber rails dude and that I, can solely be a dangerous effort. I think the second it's the second of the two, which yeah, when when you're married, it's got everybody's got to pull their weight here. You yep. know what I mean? Like just double up on contraceptives, you'll be just great. Uh, so this is a uh, the my subtitle for this episode is Melrose Place, a hellish place to live. Because oh, yeah, <laughs> these fucking goblins, man. Oh my god, because it starts with another pool dance party, right? A fucking pool, on, a, on a what? On a Tuesday? On a Monday? Because Billy got a new gig doing uh writing a, a a man on the street or whatever the life and times of billy fucking who gives a shit an article in like the melrose place the melrose city rag or something it, it's the rare moron on the street uh article <laughs> you don't get too many of them but, it's, a, uh, it's a free newspaper they say so i'm imagining it's just like people picking up looking for escorts got it yeah yeah, I mean, like that or like a Metro or AM New York right, type yeah. thing, you know. Uh, those are bad examples because those are like national chains that have city-specific news in them. Like, but, do those still exist at all? That's a great question. I've, I've, I've seen them all the time, like 10 years ago, and now I just can't I can't remember the last time I saw a Metro. 
I mean, I think I'll see. I, I, I last I see, I'll see some like where you're at a bar. You'll see like like a zine kind of a thing, but not really so much. And again, that's even like six years ago now. I, I think you're right, Eric. I think the metros are kind of no. Actually, that's that's not true. AM New York still exists. And we have like there's local ish like upper men like where I am it's like upper Manhattan newspaper kind of a thing that only covers like our part of the borough so those things are still around as far as whatever he, the quality he's writing for who knows this is the Hell's Kitchen Gazette that only talks about Daredevil uh, yep. and his <laughs> all of his exploits I was going to oh, say you know, I think a lot of this just goes online now because like if you want to go right. find a phone sex line you go online. If you're still one of those losers, I don't know what to do with you. (laughs) Phone sex in 2020. I mean, that's truly uh, a a commitment to excellence and habit. I bet bet the the industry there is exploding right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. You you should have bought phone sex stock fucking March 15th, my friend. I almost sounded like Porky Pig getting that sentence out. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Billy, by the way, I don't want to lose my my new thing is covering the credits. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's another great one I wanted to point out from the opening credits here. And it's, you see Billy, uh, like, it's not a high five. It's kind of, I think he, like, taps this dude in the chest. He walks by this guy with the huge ponytail. Yes, I love this. It's like Oh, the, my God. It's like the eighth cast member or something. The guy that you never <laughs> see. I also, uh, I, I marked off, uh, I do love Jake's angrily taking off his leather jacket in the beginning of the theme song. Or oh, yeah. in the beginning of the Jake segment of the theme song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they're they're just throwing a party for Billy. I think the first line is from Rondo. It's like Billy, you're such a stud, and it's like okay. And he's like, you know, excited, but kind of understands like, hey, this is just a free little side gig, and I'm gonna write about all my exploits. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, Michael comes home with a real accomplishment because he saved someone's life, and they're like, <laughs> and they're throwing everybody in the pool, and I'm like, I got, I, I'm, a, I'm on, I'm on the top floor. It's me and my roommates, and I got work tomorrow, guys. I know yep. that I, I know I'm not the se- invited to the sexy party here on Melrose Place. I never am. You guys are always in the fucking pool and make it really obvious that I'm not allowed in it. Are but- you, are you and Darren Star just like checking it out every once in a while, and writing <laughs> down what's going on and making sure exactly. you have everything said? Oh, that's a nice party. It looks like something from Caligula, yes it does (laughs) (laughs) i i was too distracted uh in this scene i mean all that stuff is abhorrent but what was way worse was how the whole scene starts with a close-up on matt's feet and he's wearing fucking like white exercise socks and birkenstocks get the fuck out no no listen i love birkenstocks i love socks with birkenstocks (laughs) Dude, with shorts on, though, get out of town. No, no, I wear long pants for that. You look like a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> to, sure, but it's comfy. Yeah, yeah you, you're, you're showing yourself here. He, Matt's a free thinker. You know, he doesn't uh, care what anybody thinks about his outer, you know, being. He's just yeah, like, right. I'm fucking hanging out. And to be fair, Matt is basically like, he was probably just about to go to bed. They're like, Matt, the party's on. And he's like, whatever he had. This is like, this is like a house outfit we're talking about. You he's know like, oh, I mean? God. I guess. Oh, where am I? okay. I can't find my shoes. Oh, oh, these Birkenstocks will do. Oh, God. What am I doing? What life is this? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're all like, hey, they throw Michael in the pool. It's, it's really fun. This is we, irresponsible, we by the it, way. He's a doctor coming home from the, what? who, know, who knows what blood or cum is on his clothing. You've that's a really good point. Well, you know, here's the thing. If you're a doctor and you're coming home with blood and cum on your clothes, yes. uh, there's certain ways to enter and avoid a pool party. Not what Michael does, which is run into this fucking uh, common area here and just go, what's up, dudes? <laughs> like, Can he's I- fucking Bill and Ted, man. So, I mean, like, it, it, there is a difference. So if you get into the pool with all the blood and the cum, it just disperses. Maybe it gets killed off, but they are all huffing the cum and blood as he enters this little grouping they have. They're so fucking tight. How much, how much cum do you think a doctor encounters on his uh, rounds? Uh, uh, Steven, Steven, are you a doctor? I am not a doctor, no. Okay, I am. So I'm telling you. <laughs> is it a, doc- a, a leadership shift? What are we talking here? Right, yeah, this is Mel Rowe. You kids got to uh, keep, you know, keep the pool full of blood and cum from here, all right? <laughs> Oh, this is uh, this is also Melrose. Uh, oh, what's that? Oh, you're late, huh? Better go see Doctor Cabin. <laughs> no I, thanks. Hey, Michael. Uh, yeah, it's Melrose. Uh, I know you got some extra hours. You're doing all this extra work for me. Why don't every time I jerk myself off, you come and clean me up? 
How about that for double your pay? How about that? Uh, so, so we're gonna cancel the show now. Yeah, um, no, this is done. Uh-huh. This is over with. Um, no, so there's we're having fun, and then like we we cut to the next day, and Jane is pretty obviously pregnant. She's like looking, and it's the weird thing is Michael. Well, she takes a pregnancy test, uh, mm-hmm. so that's. But Michael is gone seventeen hours of the day, and she t- she chooses the morning when Michael's in this like, great mood. He's like, "We're gonna go to Yosemite, Jane. It's gonna be fantastic. I'm gonna fuck you under the starlight, baby girl." And I heard there's just... so much good camping there. <laughs> it's just like, and it's like, let him leave, and then you have the privacy to take the pregnancy test. Well, she's already taken it and knows that she's pregnant, and this dude is fucking yammering about going camping in Yosemite, and like that's where all the campers at the hospital go, and this like that thing. We do have a confirmation, by the way, that Michael is in fact just an intern. Yes. Uh, so he's not in full on making his own rounds doctor mode yet. He's still doing his internship. Right. And now Jane is. Just fucking tell him, Jane. Yes. Jane is like a villain of this episode. Just fucking tell, tell you tell everyone else. Just tell him. It doesn't make sense. Like she, she, she first runs into Allison and she's like, "Hey, Allison, I'm pregnant." And Allison's like, "I'm going to work." Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know, man. <laughs> Enjoy that. No, but she's like, "Oh my god, that's exciting." And she's like, "I don't know if I can." Oh no, that's right. She's like, "Hey, Allison, why don't you come by the boutique? I'll show you some dresses because we're gonna really push on that Jane actually has characteristics other than being Michael's." wife in this episode which i appreciate yeah no yeah. I, it was it was totally fine to hear about like her aspirations as a fashion designer and and so on and so forth she has a fucking terrible delivery of a line here at the boutique where allison's like trying this dress on she's like i don't know i think it's kind of see-through first of all you you hear her say that off screen yeah and then allison comes out of the changing room and she's wearing like a burlap sack and i'm like <laughs> i don't know how that's supposed to be see-through but whatever and so she's like oh you know jane is something wrong is jane's like not listening to her kvetch about this dress and she goes i'm just <sighs> pregnant that's all <laughs> get out of here haven't you learned already to ignore her pout yeah every time it's going to be about michael's not home michael's not home <laughs> haven't you learned to not give a fuck at this point <laughs> listen chris the things we do for a 15 percent discount you uh. know <laughs> you got to work for it you can go to jane's they got great clothes they all look like burlap sacks it's 1992 we love it yes but if, you got to listen to it if you ever need to go to a four non-blondes concert <laughs> you fucking find jane's clothing you'll be right up her alley <laughs> um so she's like oh are you gonna tell michael she's like, yeah i wouldn't tell him tonight we got a special dinner plan and this is a, one of my one of my first of many uh just getting jealous of people who are allowed to be outside just being at a mexican restaurant could you imagine oh could you imagine man. as a matter of fact one of the the places uh chelsea and i last ate at before this all went down was a mexican restaurant um i guess it was well maybe like a few months before this happened but it was exquisite and this restaurant was making me think of that real restaurant and i was just getting sad (laughs) that's gonna be the real problem with talking about this era in our lives it's like oh god and you just missed hanging out in a mcdonald's with a poor guy next to you pissing all over the floor the bathroom locked up i mean you just miss it See, every day was an adventure you'd go out you'd see something new and you'd be like well how about that and now I don't. There's no how about that. Nah. I w- I I miss that pizzeria where those people were trading pornography in the open. I miss that so much. <laughs> full of life. Those places <laughs> are full of life. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, she's like, and 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 to Eric's point, like at this point, she just sit him down and be like, listen, I got to tell you something. I'm pregnant. You know, what do you guys? What, what do you want to do about this? Or not even what do you like? You know, make your decision, Jane. And tell him I'm pregnant. This is what we're doing. Whatever. Oh God, yes, but instead she frames it in this bullshit way of being like, wouldn't it be something to have a baby? No. And he's like, wait, what are you doing? What are you talking about? I'm like trying to take a piss. <laughs> well, his thing is like, oh, you know, we're not ready for it, and blah blah. blah and like, you know, another five years, which is what you do in a hypothetical situation. It's a very different answer. Well, sure. I mean, and he's also one of these people that it's just like uh, every like aspect of my life is planned out. Like Mm. in another year, I'll be doing this. And six months after that, well, I'll also be doing this. And then we decided two years and four months after that. And I'm just like, dude, this is exhausting. Like, how can you live a life like this? Also, you're the fucking 
superintendent of this goddamn apartment complex. But it's like it's like okay, yeah, fine. It's like fine. In five years, my family planning idea is going to be we'll have a kid then. And but if so, she reads that as oh, so if I were pregnant now, you'd want an abortion. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. And I mean, like, and again, like maybe she, she also kind of he's like, oh yeah, what about your dresses? You wanted to make like all this. What he says, what was it? Funky evening wear. And she's like, yes, I wanted to make funky evening wear. <laughs> she finishes that fucking sentence yes. for him because he's like funky what was it and i was <laughs> like love it, love it? <laughs> something and, that could only be sold at like a, a, a storefront at a little fair <laughs> what i mean but what is what does that mean though like funky nighttime wear like that it's just you're making cool pajamas <laughs> Unless she uh, means like go, I guess I it's think more it's like evening, going out. Yeah, wear. evening wear, like you know, yeah, instead yeah. of an evening gown, it's funky because it's got a flower on it. You know? Funky. <laughs> the, oh, of, these clothes. Oh, these clothes are funky. <laughs> when I think of funky, funky. Oh, now I'm going to say fucking funky <laughs> evening wear is Birkenstocks with with socks. That's on. true. <laughs> That's and a funky and a big wear. white T-shirt with a graphic on it. Absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> she kind of feels bad. I mean, this is like a story all the way through. It's almost entirely this. Billy is like totally bombing out at being a writer. He's he's like typing on his computer. First of all, Billy, you need to bring your computer in your room. That's Can how we, this is going to go. We got to talk about this Apple II fucking console <laughs> that this guy's got because he is moving this thing around the house like it's an iPad, and I can't stand <laughs> it. <laughs> Like, can you imagine? He's picking up this twenty-pound computer, like moving it. From That's how you get those abs, man. That's how you get them. It's <laughs> insane. I was like, you got to stop moving this desktop computer, buddy. It's driving me cra- crazy. But also, like, Allison wants to use the television. Now you're fucking tip typing away. Go in your fucking room, it and is, you better believe that's a loud ass keyboard. It is insane to put that fucker on the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> that's where, yeah, like where he's at at the end of the episode. I was like, you have a desktop computer sitting on a coffee table right now. I was expecting him to like put an orange rind, and the coffee table breaks. <laughs> Just the one little extra bit. I love him, uh, him and his mullet trying to write this column. He's, <laughs> Andrew Shue looks very mullety in this, yeah. this episode. I should say, by the way, excuse me, I've got the hiccups right now, and oh. it's, it's fucking killing me. Would you fall out a barrel like a mouse and now you're drunk? I Dude, I ac- <laughs> what happened? It was a total accident. I burrowed through a wheel of wine cheese, <laughs> and I came out the other side of these fucking hiccups. Oh, that's sad. And I, oh, that's, why, that's why when Irish eyes are smiling is playing... <laughs> But what I love about him, like, tip-tapping away, it starts with him, like, I guess he's looking through a notebook of ideas, and he's just ripping pages out, just crumbling them up and throwing them down, and he goes, well, at least I still have my day job. (laughs) And then he's like, Allison, I can't write because I don't, I never lived a life, Allison. I'm just a guy from the valley. And let me tell you something. He tells a story right here that yes. I feel would be a story <laughs> that's like fit for a We Hate Movies mailbag episode because he's just like, what am I going to write about, Alfred? I'm just a kid from the Valley. Like, I'm going to write about that time I saw Millie and Vanilli at the Galleria. <laughs> the, the T-1000 pulls up the Galleria. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I fucking love it, dude. So he thinks he needs, like, inspiration, and he has to drag Alice. He's like, you know what good writers do? Good writers throw their lives down the toilet with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Allison, we're going to shooters. Well, he does this whole riff. It's like, Hemingway was getting in a bar fight and all this stuff, and I'm drinking himself to death, ruining the relationship. And she's like, I hope you don't end up with a shotgun in your mouth. I'm like, hope you don't. <laughs> hope you don't. Hope you don't. Okay, I just want to write that down. Don't. So I'll make I mean, sure I heard that contraction there. It's do not. My hopes for the season finale were dashed. <laughs> oh, no. come on, Kevin. He's on for, like, the fucking whole show, God dude. God damn it. She <laughs> does have a great line, though, where she's like, uh, she's like, well, Billy, you don't have to be like uh, Ernest Hemingway. Look at Emily Dickinson. She had, you know, such a great writing career, and you know, she barely left the house. And fucking Billy's response is, well, what? What a candy ass. <laughs> And yeah, take that, Emily Dickinson. Not only does his writing need to be cliche, his image of himself as a writer needs to be that as well. <laughs> exactly. 
Absolutely. Like a, I think that's how that writing is born, dude. It's like know, a fucking obnoxious, cliched person that loves Hemingway. You are aware that other books came out after 1960, right? Like other 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 stuff happened? Yeah, probably a bunch of candy-ass <laughs> literature, though. Allison, I burned it at degenerate art. <laughs> uh, Matt and Jake show up, and... Oh, man. Matt's got some story about this kid that he wrestled a knife out of his pockets and all this shit. This isn't... He's making this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. You think so about wrestling kids at the halfway house? <laughs> he, the way the story is, is like, so then there was a 12-year-old pulled out a giant knife. The 13-year-old pulled out a fucking sword and then they were fighting each other and i prevented this massive death at this fucking cl- the uh halfway house or what the what the homies uh working in or whatever it is yeah. yeah right well he says that it was a weird thing where he gets it's a 12 year old pulled a knife on a 15 year old and he took the knife away from the kid and the kid started crying because the knife was the last thing that kid's mother gave to him before she went into i believe he says insane asylum rush <laughs> <laughs> A it's Rush Limbaugh article. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane, or like a, or this like a Freddy Krueger or Candyman esque situation. <laughs> Definitely, that's a really good point. Yeah, she's gonna get hypnosil at the insane asylum. By the way, I don't need. I I I I know it still happens, but a knife fight. Two things is happening. One, I always imagine it's a musical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number two is I always just think of Hans Moment like this is a knife. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, just a rough week at the halfway house. Another kid died in his sleep. It's just, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> they keep right. getting knives in their throats. <laughs> Billy, get this. I'm at the halfway house. A girl is asleep having a dream. Next thing I know, she's flying across the ceiling. Blood and guts going everywhere. <laughs> yeah, All of her tendons turn into ventriloquist strings. It's ridiculous. Oh, so oh my day. God, I got to tell you what happened to this deaf kid at the halfway house. <laughs> so now I'm so down, downtrodden by this whole thing because I have to stay up 24 hours a day to keep the rest of these kids up. Oh, wow, Matt, that sounds like a great story. You mind if I use it for my article for this fake newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> so some guy comes in in a fucking net cast and Billy's like, that's the guy I got to be. And Dude. he's like... I oh, love yeah. this because it's just like, hey, buddy, what's the story with that <laughs> neck brace? And it's like, dude, there are things to shout across bars. <laughs> and there are things to quietly approach somebody. Because the guy's like, hey, give me a shot of whiskey. And Billy's like, you know what? Why don't you take mine? I'm like, no, I, I want, you could buy me one if you'd like. I'm not touching whatever. You know, and I, I don't want your drink, dude. Shockingly, or I guess maybe unshockingly, I don't know what kind of character this guy's supposed to be. He walks away with two whiskeys. <laughs> nice, dude. He takes Billy's and the one that he bought. But the guy's like, yeah, it was a, it was a, I got it in a bungee jumping accident. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, the idea is like, he's like, yeah, man, jumped off the bridge, got whiplash, and like, that's the place you don't want to go. Like, you know what I mean? There are, you, like, okay, that, I do want to bungee jump, but whatever the company he used, I don't want to use. Yeah, seriously, dude. Fucking two brothers bungee jumping business. <laughs> yeah, we'll drive you out to the bridge. <laughs> BYO bungee cord, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, you didn't bring a bungee cord? Uh, what, what are we going to do? I uh, just throw him off the bridge. Uh, uh, look, a <laughs> uh, rope bungee cord, what the difference? Huh? Just put this rope around your leg and then we push you off. So Jake comes up with, or uh, Matt, or Jesus Christ, uh, Billy, all these fucking uh, dude names here. Billy's like, oh, I got a perfect idea. We got to go bungee jumping, guys. It's the only way I'm going to get this story. And Jake's kind of like, eh, because because Billy's whole sell here is like, well, Matt had a great adventure at the halfway house fighting Freddy (laughs) Krueger. And then Jake over here. Oh, Jake, you had a hard life, I bet, right? I bet you've stared down the barrel of a gun. I bet a I bet a lady threw a stiletto heel at you, telling you to get out. Yeah, no, I'm not, not you- really. A sixteen year old posted his bail once. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh Matt with all of his uh statutory rape shenanigans, he's lived an exciting life. <laughs> so he like propositions they do this thing, and Matt has another great line. Oh, I'll try anything once. <laughs> yeah, man, go for it. So that's their sort of story. We cut back to Jane, who is like her she realizes she wants to have an abortion. That's her sort of thing. And like she 
but she also is trying to do this thing where she's like, well, I want to make it as a designer. So she goes, and there's this scene, and I was like, it was like 15 minutes into the episode, and it's Rhonda and Sandy making an enormous fish. And I'm like, if there's a C-plot of Rhonda and Sandy cooking fish, I am leaving this show. It's kind of the closest thing we get to a C-plot, though, yes. because this is a really, it's an A-B week here on Melrose Place. But I thought the same thing. I was like, seriously? You guys are cooking a couple of fucking fish. That's what we're doing. Uh, but it's uh, she's making it for Sandy. I guess I didn't realize until this episode, but it looks like Rhonda and Sandy are roommates. Did anybody yes. else? Okay. They are, yeah. Um, so and this is like she's making this wish. She's like, I'm going to convince you to you know start eating better and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know what, Sandy? You need to lose some weight. We've yeah. been looking at you. <laughs> Uh, you're you're disgusting. It's un, it's just unhealthy, is what it is. Well, it's that obnoxious thing where Sandy's like, "Hey, y'all, I can still eat whatever I want, and not gain a pound." <laughs> and Rhonda's like, "Yeah, uh, not for long. So we're gonna make you some fish." And Jane just barges in with these dresses. And this is speaking of like an after school special. I thought she was supposed to be fucking hepped up on Adderall or something. Hundred <laughs> percent right too speed or something but yeah so she's like you know oh yeah you gotta try on these dresses you gotta try these dresses on right now right now yeah i gotta see if they fit I gotta see if they fit and she's like freaking out and everything. It's like, i have fucking fish on the counter you are going to wait like your your little like trial dress right now has fucking fish guts all over it <laughs> i hope you like that jane i hope you like your dumb fucking funky nightwear smelling like fish guts <laughs> look i'm sorry i'm sorry Rhonda. you know michael he put up another job he, he's making meth he's making meth in our bathroom it's fucking fantastic it's fucking fantastic <laughs> Rhonda, I'm up for 69 hours. Woohoo! <laughs> I think if someone was up for 69 hours, they'd do a better job of making clothes than these uh, than what she presents here. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's your classic 90s. It's enormous. There's like they're they're just they look they look to your point like burlap sacks. And then she's like, they're terrible. I can't believe I made such a terrible dress. Oh my god! And it's like, but at oh, least oh. I warded off from Freddy Krueger for another night. <laughs> <laughs> and Rhonda's like, hey, man, don't worry about it. Hey, stay for dinner. I'm eating these fish. And she holds up a fish, and Jane immediately vomits. Oh, you want fish? You're going to get gutted like a fish. <laughs> and Sandy's like, oh, y'all, I know that when someone pukes from fish, they're pregnant. <laughs> I learned that on the bayou or wherever it is I'm supposed to be from, y'all. Try to guess, y'all. It'll make your fucking head explode. You know, you know all those uh, those movies where the people are eating sushi? They're all pregnant, y'all. <laughs> when they vomit from the sushi, they, vom they vomit. That's pregnancy, y'all. Oh, the president, George H.W. Bush, was pregnant in Japan. <laughs> So yeah, she's like, yes, I am pregnant. Um, uh, blah blah blah. But I don't know if Michael wants the baby. I don't know what I'm gonna do. The next day, she decides to get an abortion. She wakes Absolutely, up. Absolutely, but oh, we gotta we gotta hold tight, dude. We got a fucking egregious apartment entrance here that I have to bring up mm -hmm. because the the three of them are having this conversation in Rhonda and Sandy's bathroom in Rhonda and Sandy's apartment, <laughs> and all of a sudden it's door opening noise oh, that's, oh, my, oh my god Insane. michael like jane hey jane are you here <laughs> dude get out of my fucking apartment you serial this killer. is not fucking a role-playing game you can't just go into people's houses looking for items but asshole I, but <laughs> I discovered the skeleton key that the old man told me to find i, I can explain this i can explain this sandy is the it's ronda and sandy that are together right? yeah yeah mm -hmm. He was walking in like, oh, Sandy, you ready for our date? Babe, I have been fucking <laughs> tired. Of oh, fuck, Jane. Oh, Jane. Hi, Jane. Jane. Oh, I did oh wrong apartment. I did it again. <laughs> I was looking for my wife, Jane. Hello, Jane. Hi. <laughs> All right, I'm uh, sorry, just, Steve. I just had to point that out. I was just looking at three or four of my treasure chests to see what you got in here. Oh, 20 rupees. Awesome. <laughs> oh, Jane, sorry about that. I evaluated these uh, fossils and I can't use any of them for your museum. Guess you could go leave them outside in storage or something. Hope somebody comes to your island and fucking picks them up for you. Or you could sell them off at the store. Or I could knock on a fucking door ever in my life. 
So uh, there's also this Michael and Jake scene, which is kind of useless, where they're it's just a great like Michael and Jake walking around uh, kind of scene. Just walking around. You know, you know, like, again, talk about getting me to miss the old days. You guys remember we would just go out. Mm-hmm. Walk the streets of New York, eating donuts, just yeah. talking and laughing, <laughs> yeah. enjoying a good donut stroll. Wait, wait are you guys doing donut walks without me? <laughs> well, who told you to move, dude? Who told you to move? You're missing out on all the donut strolls. <laughs> now I'm kind of excited. I want when when we're able to leave the house again, we're gonna shoot reshoot the Melrose Place opening theme, shot for shot. But it's just the four of us in a line eating donuts. <laughs> dude, I'm down. Yes, yeah. totally and then we'll down. also do the Reservoir Dog opening eating donuts because <laughs> michael is like oh jake being married's like a donut you know it's like this these two halves that come together but there's a hole and i'm like is that hole something i made a mistake about or is it something that was there from the beginning ah geek oh i'm a doctor and jake's all like well i know a thing or two about a thing or two when it comes to filling holes <laughs> I'm contributing to this episode also. You Mike, know. Uh, Mike, what you want to do is fuck your donut. Uh, that, that'll fix your problem right there. Yeah, fuck I your thought donut. marriage was like a donut as in you don't nut. Oh, man, sick fucking Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> joke, dude. Actually, that's probably a little too, a little uh, too risque. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's like Bill Engvall territory. <laughs> Uh, so whatever. I mean, that's their little scene. So like, she decides to have an abortion. Allison is there, and she's like, "Listen, Allison, I'm gonna I'm gonna have an abortion." Allison's. It's kind of interesting. Not interesting. It's not really fleshed out. Like Allison's clearly, and I don't know if it's a movie Courtney Thorn Smith bad acting. Like she's clearly uncomfortable with it, but never says so. Am I wrong there? Did I was the one to pick that up? I was I was getting that vibe also, but she's doing the right thing, yeah, which like, is shutting her fucking mouth. <laughs> that's a really good point. That's the, yeah, also, that's the attitude you have. I did also know that she's a bad actress, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you were over there, dude, playing the chairman of the B-O-R-E-D? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she's like, and I, you know what, man? The the one time, and you know, I'm, not, I'm certainly not a woman. I've never had an abortion. The one time I don't want my hashtag squad with me is when I'm going to the doctor to get an abortion because she's going with Allison you know you bring a friend you need to get driven blah 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 you want some emotional support and then Rhonda and Sandy are like let's fucking pack up the goddamn pickup truck y'all let's do it field trip y'all oh man we're getting a bunch of beers in the back of the truck reminds me of the old Friday night lights days that's right I came from a town that had big high school football y'all where am I from I don't know y'all you know what we have to have after we have an abortion don't you we gotta have abortion Aperol spritzes come on y'all let's go drinking it oh. is not the social uh, activity <laughs> that these two characters treat it as. Rod is like, and, and I mean, yes, like, again, like you want to support your pal, blah, blah, blah. But it's really a one or two. And it's invite only, by the way. You do not want to invite yourself to the abortion. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. Was I crashing this abortion consultation? <laughs> Pardon me. I'll be out in the back with the cooler. <laughs> Oh, sorry, y'all. I'm just here drinking my dark waters. Because am I from West Virginia or not? Who knows? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Jane. These are my sorority sisters. They just came in this morning. They wanted to meet you. Hi. <laughs> oh, dude, you do not get a plus one to an abortion. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. So she goes and like, I don't know, this is like fucking St. Anne's abortion center. I don't know why this woman is just like, and yes, you want to ask like, you know, um, have you considered maybe, not, you know, like adoption or other things? And she's like, have you told your husband? And she's like, well, no. She's like, well, you have to tell your husband. And it's like, Aah. yeah, like we're, we're, we're kind of stepping over the line here, lady. I asked you for information only, not the fucking opinion section. <laughs> So while this is happening and Jane is being fucking grilled by this woman, uh, Sandy goes to Allison, who are waiting in the waiting room, and she's like, yeah, it's really difficult to have an abortion. You know, I I did when I was 16. And, like, Allison in an abortion clinic, when 70 feet away from her, her friend is likely having an abortion. She's like, you had an abortion? (laughs) The way she says it, I'm like, yes, obviously. Yeah, y'all, I was getting ready for a beauty pageant, and I wanted to look my best. I was up against John Bonet (laughs) Ramsey. Took care of her, I did. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a great time to mention a recommendation: the excellent documentary "Casting Jean Benet." Oh yeah, that was fun. Pretty good. <laughs> fun? All no, right. I mean I remember it being good. <laughs> Where'd they cast her? A river? <laughs> oh my god! But she's like, you know, she tells this whole story about like how she was sixteen and like she got it with the wrong guy and blah 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 and like. I, I also like this always happens in TV shows. It's it's one thing for a character to have had an abortion, but very rarely does the character actually go through with the abortion. You know what I mean? Like, sure. and like this whole episode, I'm like, Jane's not having this fucking abortion in 1992. No, absolutely not. And it's chicken shit. FYI. <laughs> go for it. No, I mean, just, you know, she, just it's do the it. Sh- yeah, no, it's the show. You know, you want you want to have a '90s show about like what what it's like to be in in LA in the '90s. That's what's going to go on, right? I it's mean, like, I guess so, dude. But that's not what they want. They want a fucking is, nighttime soap opera. Come yeah. on, yeah. I mean, but this show is like women get abortions, guys go bungee jumping. All right, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the go go '90s. It's ju- <laughs> it's Juno rules for uh, abortion dramas. I yeah. think up until like two years ago, where like you could show show all the options, but she's keeping that fucking baby. Exactly. She chickens out at the last. It's always she chickens out at the last second. Right. Or, oh, she had a miscarriage at the last second. (laughs) At the last second, Santa came and said, no, you're not pregnant. (laughs) So, no, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but but does anyone know what would happen? Like, she's supposed to, she she keeps it in the end. She does does at the end of the episode, yeah. Does she have a baby on the show? Does what uh, happens after this? I'm smelling miscarriage. Yeah, I, I am too. I don't remember either way. There are a lot of like babies floating around Melrose Place. I don't know if this <laughs> particular baby. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I know that. Okay. Hey, Allison, my new job is I'm selling babies. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, since quarantine is continuing, we'll probably get there. We'll find out about these babies. Jane Jane does have a baby at some point, I think. I don't know if it's Michael's, and I don't know if it's this baby. I do not. I, uh, Senator, I do not recall. <laughs> so she, uh, you don't know what happens. We kind of cut from the scene with Sandy's admission, and we cut to the bungee scene, which is much more fun. And it's the guys. It's Matt. Jake and Billy, they're going to... Oh, actually, Billy has a really stupid nightmare, speaking of Freddy Krueger. Thank yes, you. I, yes. I did want to get to this because I had a really big question uh, revolving around this scene. But yeah, so it's like he's having a nightmare of him. I guess it's like half nightmare, half memory of him like at, at like a high dive at a public pool or something like that. Mm-hmm. And his parents are like, you can do it, Billy. Jump. Do it. <laughs> right. And so here's my question, though, because I, I didn't look at the casting, and I'm sure it's not. But doesn't this actor playing Billy's father at least look exactly like Martin Mull? <laughs> yeah, a little, a, bit. A, a little bit. He looks uh, like Martin Mull in the Insidious universe. <laughs> <laughs> like when you go into the dark and like it's just like all blue gray stuff. That's that's that version. This guy kind of had like a was it a goatee or a beard? Yeah, and so he I thought like it was a, I thought it was a beard. Yeah, which Martin Mull has a beard right. and glasses. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying it, it, it did look like him, but in the dark universe, because sure. it's a little more of a sinister edge to this he, guy. He didn't really have the sexual charisma of Martin Mall. That's true. sure, that's, sure. That's, that's what he really. <laughs> that's what really. That's what really makes the mall. Yeah. You could, uh, who would sexually tell a kid to jump <laughs> off a high diving board? Martin Mall. Like it would be fucking dripping with sex. I will say, speaking of dark universe, Martin Mall. This guy's the actor's real name is Malachi Throne, dude. That's a <laughs> I'm not kidding you. What in the world? I love that character in The Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What fucking doomsday cult did this guy quit? Oh, don't worry. You're under the. You better jump off that. So says Malachi Throne. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Oh, man. I love it. Uh, okay. Um, so you're, uh, you're reading for Pa Kent. Hello, Superman. It's me, your nice father. So says Malachi Throne. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Did he, is he still alive, Steve? No, uh, he passed in 2013, sadly. Fuck. Fuck. I'm uh, looking for top top hits here. He was in It Takes a Thief. Uh, he was in Catch Me If You Can. Oh, he's in uh, an oh. episode. Oh, he played uh, something on Star Trek, the original series, Cal, uh, Commodore Jose Mendez. 
Oh. Nice. He also stars in uh, Neil Gaiman's Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have the... Dr- you won't be finding the Dreamstone tonight, Mr. Gaiman. So says <laughs> Malachi Throne. <laughs> That, that is just a keeps great delivering. Name. It really does. <laughs> just, I, it just rolls off the tongue. I'm Malachi Throne from now on on all message boards. <laughs> <laughs> all, I am changing my fucking my header on all my message boards. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> JeanBenet.net, all of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. That's a great site. <laughs> um, so uh it's his nightmare. It's never really resolved, actually. He's never like, oh, I had that dream last night, Alton, where I was uh, with the with the memory when I was di- high diving and I fucking split my head open. Oh my god! That's yeah, why I doesn't... talk like this. What Allison <laughs> says next is outrageous. She's like, you know, they say that if you die in the dream, you die in real life. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> what a comforting thing to say. Like, oh, Billy, I'm sorry you had that nightmare. You know, they say in those falling dreams, if you hit the bottom. You die for real. <laughs> I thought I thought this was going to be a stepping stone to them getting it on. Because mm. like she walks in like in the middle of the night because he fucking screams out of this dream, which is hilarious, and it wakes her up. They both have hilariously bad uh, like little nightstands with little lamps on them. Did you catch Billy's lamp? It's like. No. It looks like kind of a candelabra with like push a push switch on it. It's very unbilly lamp. I think Allison may have like donated it or something. I, no, oh I, no, it came. It's a family heirloom <laughs> from hell. I do think you're right on that because fucking when he wakes up from this diving dream, he is gleaming mm. like sweat covered. The pecs are looking phenomenal. Totally, and she just walks in like, "Hey, Billy, you all right?" And I was like, "Here we go." Here it comes. I don't know. Ever since Matt told us about that creepy guy at the halfway house, I've been having the strangest dreams. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a weird hat and a bad sweater. He's got these burns all over him, Allison. Just like the guy you are telling me about in your nightmare. Allison, I think I have my story for the paper right here. <laughs> Let me go get my computer and drag oh. it in here. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, Allison. His face is coming out of the TV. <laughs> oh, fuck, Allison. I'll run. Oh, fuck, I must be asleep. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> hey, y'all, I got a weird phone call, and the phone turned into a tongue. Anybody else get that? <laughs> well, hang on, y'all. Wait, you mean to tell me no one else was sucking their phone's tongue or what? <laughs> Jake's motorcycle turns into Freddy Krueger. Oh, yes. Oh, we're going for a ride, Jake. <laughs> Let's go find Kelly. <laughs> hey, Matt, those are some dumb sock and sandal combinations. You're just a fashion victim. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so whatever they go bungee jumping. It's run by Bungie Co., which is just two dudes in pink t-shirts. You know what, dude? Keep driving, dude. Here's the thing. It's like as if I were to like dial up my weed guy, and his business was Weed Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Just calling it Bungie Co. Come on. Like Disaster Brothers bungee jumping <laughs> yeah, was, sure. was taken, I guess. Like, and I don't know, like none of this could be. It's just off a bridge, so they just like I guess like there's a flyer somewhere. It's like, hey, Bungie Co. will be on the uh, 39th Street Bridge tomorrow. You know, hey man, to, you fucking call us up morning of. You got to find out where we're gonna be that day. It has to sound generic as fuck, so that then you know you can't stick the lawsuit on just anyone. Like, well, <laughs> there's true. multiple uh, bungee codes. Uh, I don't know, John. I don't think Non-Fatal Suicide Inc. is uh, <laughs> uh, is going to be the one to go with here. Uh, just me, just me, Jimmy talking to you. You know, I don't it, know much. It it did it did take me back again. It's the '90s, and it reminded me of my dad's thrill-seeking days. Man, we just hanging out in the skydiving ranch, just a bunch of people woohooing right. all so day. Your father skydived. Yes, for a quite quite a while. Right, and uh, uh, did you say other members of your family as well? Um, oh God, I don't remember. No, I don't think. No, I don't think anyone else. Ever, no, my sister did once, but like later on. Any uh, bungee play? Oh, there was, there was total <laughs> bun- there was bungee play. Uh, my brother, my we went on in Virginia, and this was more like it wasn't like meet some guy on a bridge. It was like part of like 
an extension of a, a was it maybe it was on, at Bush Gardens or right near near in, it in Virginia. That means you can shoot off fireworks while you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like you know it was sanctioned. It had the bungee. You get the the weird pillow you could either hold on to or not kind of a thing. Pillow. Like pillow. There's What's a bungee a pillow? pillow thing. It's like a weird like big foam thing that's on the string that you can kind of hold on to like as opposed to. It, it from your feet kind of a thing more of a like, harness because of your your fear and you're yes. falling to your death and you're gonna hug this pillow oh i complete i thought it was like like look here hold this pillow if it looks like you're gonna hit your head on the ground just put it in between and you will be fine the pillow is there to save your life <laughs> if it looks like, uh, instead of a pillow helmet it's just a you gotta you gotta do that movement with your hands right before you hit the ground. <laughs> it was a colander with a pillow on it and a, ra- a ra- and a, a rubber band kept it all together. No, but like yeah, but it was that, and there was even like there was a uh, an air inflatable air thing that if you fell, you would land on the air thing, kind of a thing. It was much more safe. Family, call it a family bungee kind of a situation. I mean, this is like straight concrete that they yes. show. Oh yeah, this is mean, not even a river. This is like a dry <laughs> concrete that once was, was river bay. Dude, and that is kind of like the biggest laugh of all of this is like, it's bad enough you're just some rinky-dink outfit on the side of some fucking highway bridge. But like, adding insult to injury is like when Billy goes to do it and he looks down and it's just like this trickle of water. (laughs) I was like, dude, you can't at least do it like over some like deep river. That would help out maybe a little bit if something went wrong. Nope, nope. Concrete with someone took a piss in the middle it of it. It looks like where the T-1000 gets chased by yeah. the yeah, Terminator. The, it the looks LA exactly River. like the L.A. River, yeah. It's where they dumped the Black Dahlia. It's <laughs> fucking, it should not be where it is. I need uh, correction, I, Cabin. It's where they dumped the first half of the Black fair, Dahlia. Fair. I need your clothes, your boots, and your bungee cord. <laughs> He's a thrill seeker. <laughs> oh, oh no, and the bungee cord broke because I weighed two thousand pounds. My favorite part of bungee co is not only do they have you make you sign a waiver that like if you die it, you can't blame them, but they also videotape you saying it. Oh yep. yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's like it's the more tubular form of signing an, <laughs> signing an insurance waiver, dude. Making a fucking video will. <laughs> and and uh, Doug Savant does not have uh, Matt's character down just yet. He is so woohooing in this scene; it's really something. Wow, what? He can't be excited by bungee. I guess so, but he's just like this guy's gonna bungee, and then he's gonna bungee. I just bungeed, man. It was fucking awesome. No, this yeah, seems, you're right. This seems right to me though, because he could. He's Poscore. Anything that's like positive and yes. like uplifting and gets you going, like I think he's into it. It's the spirit of the Lord, my friend. Exactly. I think that's something with Matt that we're not quite laying into. Yeah. And you're, to- you're totally right. He's just high on Jesus, dude. <laughs> uh, so whatever. Jake does it as well. It's Billy's turn. And like, I, I can't do it. Oh, jeez. I just, I just can't. Yeah, this episode's kind of a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry for the B-plot, everybody. I'm not going to bungee jump. I'm not gonna turn it to Ernest uh, Hemingway. I'm gonna turn it to David Brooks. <laughs> oh my God! Let let me first to then bungee without the rope. If that's what happens to me, uh, Andrew, I'm sorry uh, to give you this news, but the test results came back, and uh, unfortunately, you have a severe case of David Brooks. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, in that case, send me right for uh, the bridge. Well, at least David Brooks. That's slow moving. You had a couple years. Brett sure. Stevens, you better fucking do it right away. <laughs> So that's he's like, yeah, I got thy wild bungee. They come back uh, while this is all happening. Rhonda and I mean, oh. like, I Ooh. almost like threw a glass against the wall. It was like <laughs> it was like I was watching this like three p.m. I just got so mad watching this woman work. She comes into Michael's place, Michael and Jane. She she actually knocks, and she got this casserole, and she's like, oh hey, Michael, how's it going? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing okay. Blah blah blah. She's like, hey. But- <laughs> she's like you know what michael why don't you uh take this casserole i made it for you guys just you know since jane's going through what she's going through and you guys are going to need a little bit of extra comfort it's like well what is she going no, through and she's no, like no 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 the, the the meth is doing great the meth is doing fantastic <laughs> i'm moving it every day i don't need any help we're gone gold street and it's uh 
how does she how does he figure out that it's an abortion? Does Rhonda say it or is it oh, I don't yeah. know that he knows that it's at it's first, not yeah. a abor- it's not well he says she says baby for oh, sure. that's right. Oh, yeah. She's that's what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like, she's like oh, yeah. Ever since you lose the baby or whatever. And he's like, what? She's like, I, I got to go, Michael. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me, Rhonda. Rhonda. Dude, Ron I was don't. like, yeah. Yeah, Ron don't indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Because Ron don't. I was like, man, you know what? Uh, believe- my name is also Ron don't. <laughs> Rhonda, why'd you spill your beans? <laughs> Uh, we're out of Ron Don't license plates. <laughs> uh, yes, my son is also named Ron Don't. <laughs> That's probably the name of a co- uh, conservative columnist as well. Right? <laughs> Ron, Ron Space well, Don't. The Case to- for <laughs> Opening Up America by Ron Don't. <laughs> it's not far from Ross Duthat. It is oh, not far. I knew there would be one of these. I'm sorry. We cut you off, Andrew. Uh, who was I talking about yeah. related to Rhonda? Maybe. And this whole well, thing. just I mean, like the thing is, just don't, don't do it. Don't bother, like, don't bother someone just because you think, like, oh, they they want a little bit of help in this m- moment of need. Like, leave it alone. Even if they are going through something, leave it alone. Yeah, also, th- wait till you get the final confirmation on what went down. Stop going into everyone else's fucking house. Exactly. <laughs> like, nobody desperately needed that fucking fettuccine tonight, Rhonda. You could have fucking put that shit in the fridge and brought it over tomorrow after you heard from Jane. Killing me. Fucking Rhonda. Oh, what I was going to say, Steve, was I was so infuriated by that. I was like, now I know that the pool at Melrose Place claims at least more than one person. Oh, for sure. And I was like, Rhonda, I know it's not you, but I am wishing it was you right now because that fucking, like, the flub and then the, well, I guess I'll leave this food here and just fucking run out while Michael's like, wait, whoa, whoa what's going on? Wait, we're to get back here. Boo, 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 boo. Uh, yeah, I would leave. I, I, I would leave Melrose Place. That's for sure. There would be a note that says, I am sorry, and I'm moving to a different apartment complex. Hey, this is Melrose. You can't break your lease like that. <laughs> Uh, you're oh. gonna have to uh, ruin at least two more marriages before I break this. <laughs> Mo's so, gotta have his entertainment. It's a pact with the devil. You can leave if you die in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so we we uh, Jane comes back and we get a little Godfather Two action here, uh, where it's <laughs> an abortion, Michael. It was an abortion. Like this marriage is an abortion. <laughs> no, they we don't. Have... No, we don't actually get that. It's not that, but it's, I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a big fucking blowout. Uh, it's amazing though, that we never talk about Michael. Obviously he's Italian. His name's Mancini. Like this dude's got a problem with an abortion and we should put a hat on what that is. Like he's Catholic. Like just mm, say it. Yeah. Instead of making us, you know, presume that because that's he's, what's going on. Because he's the doctor. He's t- and he's still mad after she reveals that she she actually didn't go through with it. So it's like, wait, what? I mean, no, it makes total sense. Like he's got to move his entire meth lab to make room for the baby in the bathroom. Where else are they going to keep this fucking kid? Yeah, because first she's like, "Oh, you 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 had an abortion without even telling me. I can't believe I had to hear it from Rhonda." And she's like, "Mental note: Murder Rhonda." <laughs> no, actually, Michael, what happened was uh, I didn't have the abortion anyway. And he's like, "Oh, so you had." the bit you're gonna have the baby thanks when was i gonna get a choice here bye-bye uh, it's like dude shut up <laughs> that's the, that's exactly right <laughs> tip for michael for the entire series but specifically this episode <laughs> shut up yeah you know both of these characters i find pretty miserable to watch <laughs> yep. all these guys I, i'm sorry i have other like matt seems like he's a good person at heart but yeah. i don't want to watch him yeah, and the others are just terrible. All of it's them. True, it's true. The, uh, yeah, my, my favorite part of this episode is right at right. It ha- happens right as this is happening. Right um, now, Matt, Billy, and Ugh. Jake come back from their adventures, and you know what, dude? It's time for a couple of bros just to share a coke. <laughs> just a couple of guys having a coke after a long day of bungee jumping. I thought just sitting around drinking coke. I gotta do what adults do and drink Coca Cola. <laughs> Uh, and I, it's a full like Coke product line on display because 
uh, Jake and Billy have regular Coke, and then Classic. Matt is also drinking a delicious Diet Coke. Drinking a DC, man. That's where you yep. want to be. So Michael <laughs> comes out. He's blowing up, and he's like, every. And I mean, like, this is what I would do every night. He'd be like, everybody in this apartment building knows about my marriage, and I don't. And he's like storming off, and I'm like, yeah, dude, keep moving. Keep going. <laughs> little farther. <laughs> little farther. So he leaves, and then, like, J- Jake and the guys go after him. The The ladies go after Jane. And this is, like, the only – we're five episodes in, uh, and, like, nobody knows what's wrong with Michael. All the dudes are trying to console him. Like, ah, oh, women are crazy and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, they're always shopping. And then uh, <laughs> Matt says, men are no better, which is, like – Four words of like, you know, this is a gay character, you guys. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Yeah, it's been since the pilot since we mentioned anything. <laughs> but uh, just uh, so everyone's keeping score at home, Matt is a homosexual. But not enough that's going to make your dad turn this off or make your dad realize that there's gay people on the show. It's just a kind of a secret code for you to know. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> it, it, yeah, you, you could just hear uh, one of the good ones in the in the distance. <laughs> I would be fascinated to know the number of dads that were tuning into Melrose Place. Well, no, it's just he's in the other room, like watching football. Like, hey, are any gay people on that show? <laughs> no, just checking. Well, what does he mean by men are no better? Well, he just is being sympathetic. All right, you got right. me this week. All right, now it's Saturday morning. Are any gay cartoons? <laughs> Is that these a- cartoons gay? That's right. Saturday morning, you watch some straight cartoons. G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the straightest cartoon of all. <laughs> you watch G.I. Joe followed by He-Man, then the Thundercats. <laughs> you got to grow up straight. Oh, look at those glistening cartoon chests. Yeah, now this is a cartoon. <laughs> and then your, your kids, they're going to be the straightest cartoon of all time. Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> Uh, so whatever, and they go to shooters, obviously. And at shooters, Matt reveals, or I'm sorry, uh, Michael reveals that Jane is pregnant. Everyone's like, they, they kind of this plot doesn't really resolve logically. No one says to to Michael like, "Hey, man, congratulations." You know, what I mean? it's not a thing where like his his thinking changes. He just has a beer and calms down, basically. Which is, you know, I mean, that's more logical. Fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the other thing to really, I think these guys all realize it when they're out at shooters. They're like, "Oh fuck, we're out here consoling this neighbor of ours that uh, had a, a tiff with his wife." Son of a bitch, we're not friends. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> and like, if anything, like, so the three of them spent the day together, and that's fine. But like, no one is friends with Michael. No. <laughs> Michael's not part of the Coke Club, dude. No, definitely not. If he was out there drinking a Sprite, you know, or <laughs> any other delicious product owned by the Coca-Cola Corporation. Jake opens the window. Yo, Billy, you down for a Coke, brother man? Yes, you know it. I'll, I'll <laughs> oh. knock on Matt's door. We'll get a diet going. It'll be great. <laughs> get a diet going. <laughs> That's the thing is Jake is close with Mike, but only because he will do work for rent. Like, he'll do part of Mike's job for oh, the yep. rent. You're so totally right, Kevin. They're close yeah. enough. Hey, well, I'll fix these uh, these pipes here for you. That should buy me another couple weeks rent-free, right? Yo, Jake, look what I got here. A big fucking three-liter of, t- uh, of the big stuff. <laughs> got a big boy right here. <laughs> Uh-oh, guys, it's time for a wild Saturday night. Here comes Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Looks like the doctor's in the house. <laughs> oh, I'll let that take my temperature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, so Michael and Jane, that doesn't really get resolved. No. Instead, we resolve the fact that Billy's able to write it up. Banger of an article. Oh, yeah, dude. About this guy not fucking bungee slays. Jumping. Slays at writing about not bungee jumping. <laughs> you Could see, you... I, I learned that cowardice is the real bravery. <laughs> well, well, I think what he's getting at is kind of nice at heart, Chris, because it's like, you know what? You don't have to go through with stuff you don't want to go through. Yeah. Sure. And it's like, and you can, you know, all experiences are valid so long as they're written well. But unfortunately for Billy, it's not written well. So, life the adventure, not death. <laughs> Allison loves it. Oh, Allison loves it. Allison, Allison sucks in this episode, by the way. She does jack shit. Still, the only thing we know about her is that she's gone to college and she likes peanut butter. And she's like the star of the show. Yep. And yes. wants to be, well, now, 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 now. Okay. to be fair, uh-huh. now, now, she also wants to work in advertising. Okay, that's fair. That's three. 
Well, I mean, you know, what do we know about Matt? Oh, uh, he may or may not be gay, depending on if your father is in the room. Um, <laughs> He's great at disarming 12-year-olds. Uh-huh. <laughs> Loves Diet Coke. And is a bit of a bungee head now. He's, he's a bit of a thrill seeker. That would be great if, like, just every time we see Matt now, he's like, huh, just came back, had a fucking great bungee in before dawn. <laughs> Free dawn bungee, dude. Yo, Jake, you, you want a bungee tomorrow? Want to do uh, Russian roulette on Sunday? I got a, I got a place <laughs> I can go. <laughs> he comes, they end up, like, he's so addicted to it, he starts calling it, like, drug slangs almost. Like, yeah, yeah, you got any jump rope over there? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, the thing with Michael and Jane is just like they, you know, he comes back. An obnoxious thing is she apologizes to him. He does not apologize to her. Fuck you, Michael Mancini, once again. As always. Anyone notice uh, this enormous cherub poster in their house? That's disgusting. Oh, no, what is this now? It is like something out of a Victorian old lady's dream. It is two beautiful cherubs. It's enormous. It takes up their entire fucking living room. No, you got to get all cherub iconography out of your house, <laughs> dude. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's no cursed. Way. It's what definitely do do? Oh, cursed. Yeah, what are you fucking doing? Doing. Aside from asking for it from the supernatural, yeah, hey, yeah there's Melro. Don't move that painting; it's alive. <laughs> Just, you know, it, oh, that, that painting right there. Yeah, they look like cherubs, but it actually uh, houses the soul of uh, Vigo the Carpathian. This <laughs> is painted by uh, a man by the name of Malachi Throne. <laughs> I, uh, a, dis- I, a disciple of Ball Malachi Throne. <laughs> I, I banished his soul to the pool, you know. Uh, so the pool is Malachi Throne now. The, po- the pool is a con- to it to the other world. That's why it needs to be filled with blood and cum. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Now it's like Lady in the Water. It's the only way the magic works. <laughs> yeah, they just decide to have the baby, and she's excited, and he's excited, and that's sort of something. Excited for this week, dude. We'll see what happens. Uh, the last line is um, the worst line of the episode, which is Billy typing on this enormous <laughs> computer. It's like, ah, Doogie Howser, eat your heart out. Move over, Doogie That's uh, even worse. Oh, it's really awful because watching this in 2020, like you're now making people do like compound memory work there. Yes. You're like, okay, Doogie Hauser, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, every episode ended with him writing in his fucking journal or whatever the fuck. All right, yeah, okay. Thanks, so, Billy. That's great. So, wait, is that a meta joke? Well, it's a ch- I mean, the show was on at the time. But like, it, it's acknowledging that it's about to end. If yeah, I guess so. No, no, he's just saying, like, it's, the, well, what he's, oh, you're saying because the show, yeah. this episode of Melrose Place is ending, that's what you're saying? Yes. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, it could be, yeah, it could be looked at as meta in that regard. He's like, uh-oh, the credits are coming up, Allison. Better get my sweet <laughs> Doogie, li- Doogie Hauser line in now. Very the, smart. The other Very way to, smart. The other way to read it is just as stupid. Because the other way to read it is that he's comparing himself to Doogie Hauser, like he's a child at at, at an adult's fucking <laughs> That's profession. A really good point. Like, either way, it makes no fucking sense. You're a grown man. You are not a kid doctor. What are you talking about? At least with Doogie Hauser, though, he had more or less every right to be working in that hospital. Billy has no right to be trying to work as a writer. That's a good point. Uh, so that is the end of this episode. So we're going to do our, our our classic go around the horn of are your Excited to continue this and or final parting shots. We'll start, as always, with Eric Siska. Well, um, the one thing I noticed, my big takeaway of this episode was there was a brief scene with Billy with his taxi cab. And on the radio, it was referred to as car number 46. What happened to 54? Mm. Which, you know, so it's a little inachronistic there. I'd like to think that he blew up his last taxi um, <laughs> But uh, you know, I'm 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 lukewarm. I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of excited. We'll see where things go. I felt like this episode was one of the lesser ones of Melrose Place, so we'll just wait and see. We will, uh, Christopher Cabin. Complete fucking trash. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait to keep on going for the ride. Garbage in, garbage out. Never ending shit. Can't wait for next week. <laughs> what a ringing endorsement. <laughs> uh, uh, Andrew Jupin. Mm. 
Uh, sorry, so I was taking a sip of beer here. Uh, yeah, you know, just like anything else, man. Just like we've uh, we saw also sort of recently on uh, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero as well. I mean, look, you got to fill these big season order, man. So you're gonna have some uh, fucking duds here and there. This is a dud. It fucking sucks. It's a weird, like you know, the more you know, fucking ABC movie of the week kind of thing. Yeah, which is a bummer. Uh, but you know me, man. I'm I'm whole hog for the place, dude. I'll be back next week. I will say for all our complaining about, um, you know, not knowing too much about some of these uh, other side characters that are not Allison and Billy and Michael and Jane. Next week, a little bit of a Rhonda episode. Oh, just there to throw you go. That out there. Whose so, life does she ruin next week? We'll find out. <laughs> oh, that's right. Dude. Oh, Andrew, could you uh, throw that out there? Actually, throw it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, similarly am, am excited here as much as you can be for Melrose Place, especially early pre Heather Locklear Melrose Place. People just need to start fucking like we need to get the in, you know, the, the doors open, people fucking in and out of these doors. That's what I want. Not a shot just, of butts going up and down. Exactly, Eric. Not exactly. not just with the fucking though, dude. I want the sinister plotting. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of two episodes from now, lights and black candles because Malachi Throne comes back. Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. It's his second and last episode. Sadly. I love it. <laughs> I do appreciate that because yes, it's a Billy centric episode where we meet his parents for a long weekend kind of thing and. It's kind of great that they use the same characters or the same yeah. actors from his nightmare a few episodes before it. <laughs> yeah, fucking Malachi. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Malachi Throne. Okay, so that was. Allison, you gotta help me banish Malachi Throne. <laughs> <laughs> gotta say you a gotta... name six times. Oh, yeah, now say it backwards while I recant the message from the book. Uh, thank you so much for sticking with us another quarantine week here we'll be back on Monday with the Beverly Hills 90210 episode as always uh, thank you for staying safe with us supporting the show we've got a ton of great content on Patreon we've got Nexus out this week a great one came out we did uh we have our Gumby uh animation damnation an episode on John Carpenter's motherfucking thing a two-hour presentation for you it's right uh, Ian, uh, on the uh, Gleep Glossary, Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, we go through his whole backstory, and it is a lot of fun. Do not miss those Patreon offerings. You don't want to do that, but we are going to be back on Monday for free uh, with a, a BH902. I know the kids are hitting this. I think uh, we're gonna we're dealing with race relations, I believe, and basketball. Oh, I believe this is handled swimmingly. <laughs> we haven't we haven't watched it yet, but I I'm gonna get I I, I kind of remember it being touch and go at best. Uh, so thank you so much, uh, and until next time, I have been Stephen Sadak, Andrew Jupin, Eric Siska, Chris Gab. Take it easy and remain indoors. That was a HeadGum Podcast.